podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It feels good to gift. So give your dad the One for All gift card this Father's Day and let him choose the gift he wants. With 100 plus brands to choose from and zero fees, there's no need to play the guessing game to show your appreciation. You know he'll get the gift he wants and making his day will make your day. Gifting feels good with the One for All gift card. Available in-store and at giftcards.com. See giftcards.com for terms and conditions. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagate Shots podcast for a very special episode today. Uh, I am joined by Graham Bailey, who is now part, uh, same as us, as the 90-minute football network. Um, how are you doing, Graham? Everything good from your side? Yeah, champion. Cheers for having me on. That's no problem whatsoever. Um, just to give people a bit of a scenario of what's happened, um, just I would say the, the last handful of hours, we've thrown this podcast together there, um, obviously on the back of the article which you put out in relation to Newcastle managerial choices. I think we'll have to remember currently at this moment in time, that's Steve Bruce, as far as we know, he's still employed by the football club. Um, And there has been a a few debates over the last 24, 48 hours in relation to to how he's been trapped by the the current ownership um, since since that handover period. Um, hasn't really been given any assurances that he's keeping his job. Also, hasn't been sacked yet. Um, what, what's your opinion on that? First of all, yeah, you know, I was in the press conference last week when Steve had a bit of a bite back at us, as the journals who ran the story, and I think it was pretty carpeted amongst all the journals. We'd all been given pretty similar information that he he wasn't part of their long term future, and neither is Lee Charnley. I, I think it's difficult for all involved because. The process, I think they envisage, envisaged it being a bit smoother. Maybe they've had new names come into the equation of people wanting them. And we, we saw a bit of a similar thing, didn't we, with Mark Hughes at City? And it's not the first time this has happened. It won't be the last. I think Steve's held himself in, held himself well. We, we all know he's not going to be the manager this time next week, probably. It's just a bit of a difficult situation. I think the fans stood by him predominantly on Sunday. And yeah, it's just a difficult situation where there's no point. Is there any point in appointing Graham Jones interim for a matter of days when the, the managers they want are currently out of work? So it is doable. And uh, I think it was mainly due to, you see, our Ramayan not, not being able to make it until late yeah. in the weekend. I think if he made it in a bit earlier, it might be a bit possible to, to do something. But, you know, I, I think it's been... It's been a bit of a struggle for Steve Bruce. You have to feel for him, but I think they've done as well as can be expected, really, mm. given how quickly it all it all it all came together very quickly. We know they've been talking to people for months, but you know it, it all came on them very suddenly. I think, like you you just said there, um, it looks like it's going to have to go through a chain in regards to these decisions now because we'll, we'll have three owners uh, splitting ownership there, obviously with PIF having eighty percent of that, but all three have representation in the northeast now um like you just said that the, the uh, chairman is now in the northeast as well amanda stavely her husband are there and the reuben uh, jamie reuben is there as well so i think now you, you're probably going to see those cogs starting to turn now and these decisions being made um your article which was put on the, the 90 minute website there earlier today um you mentioned three candidates for the, the managerial spot um 
somebody which has been mentioned for God knows how long uh, amongst the Newcastle fan base, somebody that Newcastle fans wanted in this time last year is Eddie Howe, and he is one of the names on the list. So, mm-hmm. can we can you fill in a little bit there in regards to the background of Eddie Howe? Obviously, things like that. Yeah. Obviously, with Eddie, he obviously hasn't been at work since leaving Bournemouth um, during their relegation. He was very close to getting the Celtic job in the summer. It didn't transpire. There's various things with coaches in the background, which I don't really think will be an issue with Newcastle. And I think I think it's a very interesting shortlist. You know, we've got a young Brit, we've got a young foreigner, we've got an experienced foreigner. It's it's very very different. I think they're all they all like to play good football. With Eddie Howe, it's a strange one for me personally. And this is only my opinion. I'm not sure whether he warrants being next to Fonseca and Father in terms of his CV. I think he's he's got a bit to prove, and that's just for me regarding Newcastle. Is uh, you have to regard Newcastle as the top ten, even top sixteen. I know we're not there yet, but in terms of disappointment, that's mm. what you have to regard them as. And obviously, he's been appointed to keep them up as well, and he doesn't have a great track record of keeping teams yeah. in the top flight. So he does play good football. I think it's a, it would be a little bit of a gamble. You know, he has been linked to Arsenal as well in the past. He plays great football. But he, he has taken the team down. I, for me, I'd be aiming slightly higher. And obviously, they have the shots. But hey, Eddie Howe's wonderful reputation. He was he was very strongly linked with England, wasn't he, when when Allardyce mm-hmm. went, etc. So he is, is held in very high regard. And I do know that the, the references he's been getting from within the game have been glowing. And obviously, the, the new owners are, are touching base with a lot of people around football, gauging opinions, etc. And Harry Redknapp, one of those, he's very keen to me, thinks he's a superstar. So they are doing the homework. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that, that fans have been attracted to do from anyhow is obviously most like the agent and ambition. Hopefully, that he's got some sort of drive there to, to push his career even further. Great opportunity to prove that you can get Newcastle out of this relegation fight and take over the helm going forward in, in this project. But we've seen videos when he was a Bournemouth manager where he's been mic'd up and doing the training sessions then. And it's it's just a joy to see those sort of things and how involved he is within those training sessions as well. Something which we've never really witnessed at Newcastle United. Um, whether or not that, that's managerial choices or club choices, we, we'll never know. Um, Moving on to, to the next candidate, so a uh, Portuguese man. So, so this is uh, the, the one which you said uh, a younger, less experienced um, candidate on this one. Um, he was linked with the Spurs job, so it, it's Fenseca um, linked with the Spurs job in the summer, and it looks like he's been trying to push for a move to the Premier League for for a little while now. Yeah, well. He's he's been a target for a lot of Premier League clubs. You know, Everton were very very keen. It, he was offered the Tottenham job. He agreed terms on the Tottenham job. That's how much he how highly regarded he is. Fabio Patrici wanted him to be the next manager. There was issues a bit with taxes, a bit with how he wanted his teams to play. He, you know, he he's a very attack minded coach, and I think his his whole demeanour just just suits Newcastle you know I was I was reading up a bit about him before about the um before about his appointment and there was a quote where he says all my teams will have the attention to to never defend against the bigger teams they'll always send his teams out to to attack in their own box you know he's not negative and I think that will appeal to Newcastle he's coming mm. in after being at Roma he did a wonderful job at Shakhtar. I know everyone says, oh, everyone does a wonderful job at Shakhtar. He followed Luchescu after 12 years and, and won league titles. He he did he did a very good job. He's only 48. 
and and you know he turned down Palace as well. So this is a guy who's been held in very high regard this summer. For me, I think he ticks all the boxes at the moment. For me, in my personal opinion, I think he's the he's the he's the big name. I know he's diligent. He's done his homework on Newcastle. He really wants this job. And at 48, I think he's the ideal age as well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's he's been at Roma, Shakhtar and Porto, he's handled these big names. He's got the contacts, which, again, I do worry about. If in if in January you're going for some big-name foreign players in January, will will they know who Eddie Howe is? Well, yeah. I think they will, they will know Paolo Fonseca having with his contacts. For me, I think he's the dark horse. I think he ticks a lot of boxes here. He's very impressive. But all three in their own different rights are impressive, you know. I think I think some people have been a little bit shallow in terms of disrespect to the three of them. If you actually dig dig in deep to all three candidates who we who we believe have interviews today, mm-hmm. they are very impressive in their own right. And and, and for me, Fonseca the most impressive. You mentioned the likes of Roma and Porto. There, it's it, two clubs there that their their minimum goal really is getting that European football spot mm. as well each season. So he's used to to, to being targeted quite heavily uh, as well. So he's not going to be coming in and thinking, "Oh, your your only goal here is to survive every season." Something which we have been used to as a football club. That mm. the ambition is there, and you would hope that that he does have that caliber there to push on higher up that the likes of the Premier League. I'm talking about Europe here, which is a, a pipe dream. Of course it well, is. It's, it's, it's handling that though, Chris, isn't it? It's handling that mm. that, that size of club. We know how big Newcastle are. Of course we do. And it's a thing. Another thing that worries me about Eddie Howe. He's coming from Bournemouth. He's coming from a club who was smaller than my own loved Middlesbrough. You know, yeah. And he's and we want him to take over at Newcastle. I it's a huge jump when you think Whereas about it. Fonseca is Shakhtar, Porto, and Roma. You know, these are all these. That's where Newcastle want to be and where they should be. But he's been in charge of that caliber of team, as as the other um, candidate five who we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. So so moving on to the third and final candidate. Um, this is one which you said at the very start. This is the more experienced uh, managerial here. So, so once again, just give a rundown in regards to this yeah. candidate. Because point out to the listeners, they both both Fonseca and Fiber both speak English. I'm told. So yeah. it's not, we won't have any Marcelo Bielsa situation. Yeah, uh, going through translator, which is which is an interesting press conference when we have to do that. Fiber, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know he's uh, Swiss. He's been a lot of his time in the Bundesliga with uh, Hertha Berlin. Munchen Gladbach, also time in Nice recently, um, who are becoming bigger with Jim Radcliffe's money. But most recently, Borussia Dortmund, which is hugely impressive. He left there in 2020, I believe it was. Mm. But, you know, you, you in recent times, if you're appointed Borussia Dortmund manager, you, you know there's something about you. And he's, yeah, he's more of a, um, you know, you can almost see a bit of the Bobby Robson in him, I guess, you know, 63. Willie, he's, he's a mystery one, you know. He plays good football. He's a wonderful tactician. And for me, I think it's between him and Fonseca. For me, obviously, I've alluded to that. I think it's between these. These are two huge names in European football. They really are. I know Favre, we probably know even less about than Fonseca because we've seen Fonseca linked to Spurs. We've read about him all summer, haven't we? Um, Favre is one that doesn't have the reputation maybe in England, but he really does in Europe. He's a huge mm. figure in Europe. And and I think the fans would love him as well. I, th- I think I, li- I quite like the short, short, shortlist, Chris. I think the more you think about it, I think it makes sense. And it's nice that I think they've actually put some thought into it. And I think that's a positive for them. They obviously want to get it right. And yeah, yeah it's, it's a, I think five is really interesting. I wouldn't, um, you know, I think, I think the fans, as you said, I think Eddie Howe has the benefit of knowing him and knowing his football. But uh, these other two, especially five of the football player is can be spectacular. 
I think going back to Eddie Howe, just because you mentioned him, I think when Newcastle were, were still under Mike Ashley ownership, that would most likely be the appointment that, that the club would probably look at, somebody who's out of work, um, somebody that, that doesn't have that big name around them. Um, the cheaper option, you would argue, really, to, mm. to be honest with you. But now, like you said, it looks like there has been finally some thought put into the likes of a managerial appointment. Yeah. And the new owners have taken the time. I know it's only been just over a week now, but but they have taken the time rather than j- just rushing it and yeah. sacking Bruce there when they first come in. Do you think that's a huge factor there that they want the right person before they go make that decision? Yeah, very much so. And and I would also let listeners know the these uh, this, the interviews taking place uh, at the very least the second interviews. They've been in talks last week as well. They've already spoken to these candidates. That isn't to say there was there can't be someone else in the woodwork who comes out. They're being offered players and managers on a daily basis, but I don't think they're being too swayed from that. So, uh, from from my information, is these three are being interviewed today. And you know we we could uh, we could have an appointment before we finish the podcast. We could be on Friday. I think this week it will happen. But yeah, I, I think it all boards boards well, you know. And it's a it's a tough one for the new owners because they're still getting used to each other. You know, mm. they've obviously been in business together for a long time, but they've barely been in the same room together at any point. You know, we have got the Ruben brothers, the Stevies, and and Piff, and and you know we've got to see what they agree on. Hopefully, they all are unanimous in their decision. It'll make life a lot easier, won't it? And but I guess this will also tell us who's making that final decision, Chris, because we're not mm. we're still not quite sure. But you know, Piff are going to have that final decision. I'll remind will have that say but um i'm sure they're hoping for everyone agrees on it you know they don't want to set off where they're all hopefully not hopefully not asking voting for one candidate each because that would make life very difficult but yeah uh, we, don't, we don't want the the, the uh the voting like the pope where we're waiting for that white smoke at the top of the gallagher to see who's <laughs> got the job yeah but, but like like i said it's it, personally i, I... I wanted Bruce Sackler as soon as the, the new management mm-hmm. came over. But then when I took a step back and, and thought, right, okay, well, that's going to leave you without a manager, without any coaches, and it's going to be Graham Jones there by himself. Because mm-hmm. as far as I understand, he came to Newcastle under the, the idea if Steve Bruce and the coaching staff were to, to be dismissed of the roles, then he would still stay at the mm-hmm. club. Um, I'm not sure if that is still the case if it would be a case where, once again, they would have to pay Graham Jones off as well, or if he would be offered an opportunity to stay on as a coach? I, I suspect. I haven't, I haven't really talked in detail to um, my source about Graham Jones's future. I'd be surprised if I let him go. You know, he's, he's, he's got that tie to the fans. He's a high-caliber mm. coach. He's just spent the, the, the summer with England. He'll be in, in, in demand. So I think the new manager, you know, a bit like maybe Ancelotti did at Everton where he kept kept people around. I, I'd be very surprised if Jones wasn't part of any new setup. Maybe, maybe, and it sounds surprising, if Eddie Howe got the job, he's least likely to be involved because Howe knows his English staff, etc. He'll want to bring mm. his own in. I suspect if it was Fonseca or Farber that he would be involved. Yeah, that's that, that makes say, sense. That's, to not, be that's fair. not to that's not to say he wouldn't be under Howe, but obviously Howe mm. would know know all about him anyway, and he'd be able to make a quick decision on whether he wanted to be with him or not. Yeah, that that makes sense. To be fair, if, if it, one of the two foreign managers come in, that that keeping Graham Jones there, obviously mm. he, he's he's well aware of the players and, and the things that the can and can't do, and it may be a great transition, obviously for him to be part of that that setup as well. Um, in relation to, to the managerial appointment, something which we discussed on, on our podcast uh, yesterday was the manager that comes in, will this be an interim manager sort of role or is it a case where this you are the head coach of this football club? Again, I think there's a difference between the foreigners. If, if Pablo Fonseca or Favre come in, 
they're obviously the first job is to keep Newcastle up, mm. and I imagine in in all three contracts there will be a release clause that if if both parties want a parting of the ways come the end of the season, it will be in there. That's just logistical. What you do in the Premier League now with any manager, you know, you would That's imagine it would be a huge yeah. bonus on the back of that as well if the were to keep the, yeah. the club up. Yeah, very much so. But I think with in terms of Fonseca especially, I know I know from people close to him that he, he sees this as a long-term project he he knows mm. what this club is about he he, he sees the ambition that, that's why he wants it you know you, you this is a guy who could have been in charge of tottenham now and so if you're if, if newcastle appointing someone on the level of tottenham i think that, that that's a good appointment that's that's yeah. why you, that's why you should that's that's the to, to and even to attract a manager of that caliber it is a huge plus point so i think for those two it's long term eddie howe I think he'd be on a tighter reign, if I'm being honest. And I think they would probably, you know, it would be a two or three year, but with a clause in there to see how to perform. Is he, you know, if he if they finish, and I know the, the only important thing is staying up, but they don't just want to be scraping. Obviously, you know, if, yeah. we you for, if we offered you fourth and bottom now, clearly you would take that. But of course you would. Yeah. Let, let's see what happens in January because we are expecting a few incomings. Um, yeah. Uh, well, a fair few. Yeah. So I think just to wrap it up, I think my preference out of those three managers, uh, which which you had mentioned, asked us this question a month ago. That then the answer is completely different. It's it's going to be Eddie Howe all day long. Uh, mm-hmm. Called a month back, but I think now it, it's going to be Fonseca for me. Um, I think obviously just us just discussing this, and obviously the rumours which have been going across on social social media in the last handful of hours. I think he does seem like a candidate which is is very high and very very top of the list for the new owners. Um, and mm-hmm. like you said, the experience and working under the pressure and goals of the ownerships of those clubs that he's been at, it's only mm-hmm. going to be working his favour. It's going to be a huge attribute to take on over this project at Newcastle United. Yeah, he's he's had foreign ownership. He had it at Roma. There's people coming in and out there. And I think, I think as I say, he ticks so many boxes. The parallels he has, he's only 48. He, he knows Premier League football. And, and the fact that I said, uh, and we keep going back to the point, that Tottenham and Everton both wanted him. I think that, that that's a very good barometer of his calibre. And, and mm. there's no guarantees here, but I think, you know, I know for a fact he's done a lot of homework. He knows what he wants in January. He's got very good contacts abroad. And I, I just think, he, I, for me, he ticks boxes short-term and long-term, Chris. That's the thing with him. Yeah. I think more so than the other two, I think he ticks the boxes for you to keep you up and then to take the project on to where it needs to be. Yeah, no, great, mate. Um, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon there. Um, I'm sure this will come in uh, handy to a lot of Newcastle United fans who, who don't know the background of these managers that are on the shortlist. Uh, so once again, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. No problems. Take care, guys. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.